holidays and merry christmas merry christmas (laughs) yeah that was great yeah we didn't play the whole thing because it's like four minutes long but i love that one yeah it's awesome you get in the to get into the christmas spirit and in light of that in the christmas spirit we've decided to focus this podcast on some positive things inspirational stories victories solutions tips sprinkled with a few things to make us laugh right that's right yeah so up front today you're going to talk about your angel story one of your angel stories that a uh, listener sent in which is awesome i can't wait to hear that plus i'm going to talk about my latest article on Corey's digs about a connecticut connecticut city rejecting a 5g plan offering a test case for opposing nationwide the 5G rollout, as well as a J6 victory, plus a request from some J6 prisoners for Christmas, and a Tennessee case uh, suing BlackRock. So I, I can't wait to hear about that one. Yeah. I haven't had two seconds to look into that. And then, Corey, you've got some temps tips and some mentions on a good movie plus something about microsoft as well as linoleic acid so it's a a mixed bag of different things um <laughs> and is. then we've got <laughs> the close out we got a few funny videos to put a smile on your face and get you into the christmas spirit so you That's ready to right. roll I'm ready to roll okay awesome so should um, we start with the angel story yeah let's do the angel story okay so uh, those who've been listening are probably already familiar with a little while back, I had asked people to submit angel stories and I published some of them and then I saved some to read in podcasts. So this is one of those. And I'm not going to say last names because I just, I never know. Um, but this is from Mark. So if you're listening, we'll say Mark H. Uh, okay, here it goes. I had an amazing experience during a meditation when I asked if I asked God if he was real. The following experience happened to me almost 10 years ago. I think people may be doing their prayer wrong. I was listening to a meditation podcast that said to clear your mind and imagine yourself standing on the earth. Then picture yourself growing taller and taller until your feet are on the earth, but your head is in outer space like a giant radio tower. It said to picture yourself like a radio tower and broadcast your message, question, or prayer across the universe. So I did that. I sat down at my desk, laid my head down, closed my eyes, and picked God as my target. I thought, if you are real, I want to know. 
immediately like I was hit with a lightning bolt, a video download flashed in my mind. I could see it more clearly than any memory I have. It was an old white man with white hair, a white beard, and a white robe. He was in a round room with a raised step on the outside perimeter of the room, and there was a simple looking chair or throne in the middle. The walls of the room were like solid glass, a foot thick with this silver, blue and white electricity or plasma flowing behind it from left to right, like plasma and lightning. It was like standing in the eye of a hurricane, except it was electricity. The rest of the room, including the throne, was a mercury gray color, but it looked like it was coated in a quarter inch thick smoked glass. The view I had was of the side of the throne. He was facing the right. He turned and looked at me and cracked a smile out of the corner of his mouth like he was saying, you've got it, or you've figured it out, and then faced forward again. His eyes were, were different. They were black, but either had the reflection of a galaxy or this shimmering gold flame similar to the plasma behind the wall, but more gold and silver. The feelings that I had <clears throat> were that there was a circle of people standing on the step in front of the wall, watching, and even though I couldn't see them, I could feel them. There was also the, the most amazing and intense feeling of love radiating from this place, like love that was concentrated to its purest level and then blasted across the universe. It felt like the one central power source that everything comes from. You know the love you have for your children or family? It was that, concentrated, purified, and multiplied to the highest level imaginable and then broadcast out from that place with the force of a nuclear explosion. The first thought I had afterward was, huh, I should read the book of Revelations. It took me six months to actually sit down and read it. I had never read it or heard it before. I started getting anxiety about it. And the more I put it off, the more the anxiety grew until I finally sat down and read it. The image that flashed across my mind was written and described on the pages I was reading, except that Revelations describes a circle of angels around the outside of the room, which I felt but couldn't see. And then it describes the cylinder seals and the lamb, neither of which I saw. That happened on October 29th of 2013. It changed me. Now I have absolutely no doubt that God is real. All of that happened in a split second flash across my mind when I, was asked, when I asked if he was real. He's definitely real. And the reason I know it, the reason I know it was real is because you can't fake love. Love is either there or it's not. And if there's anything slightly off about someone's love for you, you feel it. The love I experienced was on a completely different level. It was like a power source. It's a very comforting feeling to not have any doubt. This, this probably exceeds the word count because I think I had said like a 550 word count, but it is still the most amazing experience that I've had. Thanks for allowing me to share this with you. Mark H. So wow. thank you all for sharing that. That's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. I love that. I love that. It's so amazing how when you pursue God, he will reveal himself to you in a mm -hmm. very, very personal way. And yeah. that's just so amazing. I love hearing that story. And I hope there's so many others that maybe didn't write into you, but have right. experienced something similar to that. And it's so important, especially in these these difficult times to have that certainty and uh, that feeling of just um, immeasurable amount of love and mm -hmm. comfort from a source that uh, that is is certainly real 
And, and I, just, I know the love he talks about and the download the, that's more uh, crystal clear than a memory. Yes, I've, I've experienced that a few times, actually. And it is. It's incredibly intense and profound. And and uh, it, it does. It changes you forever. Awesome. In a good way. In a good way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Should we roll into the uh, to the next thing? Sure. What's All the right. next thing? What are we starting with? I think we're going to do uh, my latest article I published on Corey's Diggs. Yeah. All right. So this is a positive story. Um, I wrote this article to put a spotlight on a Connecticut city that chose to protect its citizens instead of caving to legal threats over the installation of 5G equipment in their city. So a Connecticut city rejected a 5G plan, and this may be a test case for opposing the nationwide rollout, because this decision will hopefully spark a movement by other cities across the nation confronting similar 5G contracts that favor the telecom industry over our health and safety. Well, so this um, city, the city of Stamford, was reviewing a 5G template contract with AT&T and Verizon, and that was negotiated by the governor for five Connecticut cities. And as part of that review process, they had a hearing on um, on RF the dangers of RF radiation and actually on the corruption of the FCC, which is has utterly failed to protect the public. And they had a panel of experts present at this hearing. So the experts in this hearing showed really compelling evidence of the adverse effects of RF radiation on humans, including cancer, DNA damage, reproductive damage, neurological damage, and, and also impacts on the development of children. And they also talked about the damages to trees, to insects, animals, which they said compromise or may compromise the food chain and the food supply. And then mm. they went into a discussion um, about how the about the corruption at the FCC, how the FCC's guidelines on human RF exposure are a complete failure. They're based on these sh on a short-term study that was conducted in, in the 1980s with only a few rats and monkeys to determine the threshold of acceptable radiation exposure to the entire human population. Yeah, it's it's really quite insane. Absolutely it is. And a federal court actually ordered the FCC to update their exposure rules and prove that they expect that they protect human health. Um, but the FCC up to this point has not complied. They've refused to obey that court order because they know if they mm -hmm. update the rules, then the 5G equipment that's already been deployed would have to be recalled, and the billions mm -hmm. more worth of equipment that is that you know they have invested in would not get deployed. Yeah, because aren't they already working on uh, like 6G at this point? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so um, during this hearing, the experts also discussed how the FCC um, has been captured by the telecom industry to do their bidding. And they cited like a respectable, 
you know, study on this, um, citing, you know, that masses, massive amounts of money coming in from telecom companies that it's being poured into lobbying and congressional campaigns that do oversight of the FCC. So really the telecom companies are running the FCC rather than vice versa, the, the FCC, um, you know, regulating the telecom companies. So the city reps decided based on all this information that they would reject the 5G template contract. But they did this knowing that they were going to face legal threats or they may face legal threats. And so there was this FCC uh, ruling back in 2018. And this FCC ruling, um, it's been contested by several states. It was later upheld by the Ninth Circuit. Um, So this ruling says that cities and states are prohibited from interfering in the 5G rollout. And if they do, then they're subject to lawsuits from telecom companies. So this ruling has made cities believe that their hands are tied when it comes to these 5G contracts. But the FCC can't really have it both ways um, because they can't, on the one hand, defy a federal court order to prove RF radiation doesn't have long-term effects and damage to child development and so on, while on the other hand, force cities to roll 5G out without these updates to human exposure limits. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, if you remember, this actually goes all the way back to, um, what was the date on the last one you were just talking about? Did that say 2018? Mm -hmm. The FCC ruling to mandate that cities can't interfere in the 5G rollout was back in 2018. Well, back in 1996, and and I included this in the um, camouflage in your backyard with over 400,000 cell sites in the U.S. where people can go in and search a three-mile radius and and literally get very detailed information on every tower around them so in that report and i have it linked all the way at the end of your article in 1996 the federal telecommunications act they they put a law in place that basically stripped communities and local governments from having any say over these installments that they could only argue or dispute uh, the aesthetics of it, which is why they started creating the camouflage and everything. So they've been at this for quite some time trying to block communities. That's why when I, when I saw this, I was like, Oh, this is, this is good stuff here that they're actually trying to fight this. And, and the, the judge is telling them they have to bring their study. I mean, when did you say it was in the 80s the last time they did this the yeah, it was not in the 19 there was a test done in the 80s with a technology from the 80s um on rf radiation and it was a very short term like i'm talking about like an hour long study of like a few rats and monkeys um on the threshold of rf radiation and that's mm-hmm. what they use to base on the human exposure limits what our threshold is this is has and they no... won't comply yeah, and so, so they're not complying with the judge now on the on that they have refused to comply um with that court order it's been years now um that they've refused to comply and it's all because they don't they're stalling they mm-hmm. want this 5g rollout there's too much invested in it they're captured agency obviously the biden regime has this huge initiative with a 5g rollout 
40 billion went into that from the infrastructure bill. Um, so there's tons of money behind this um, pushing this agenda. And so the FCC is just literally defying a court order on changing their human exposure limits because they know if they prove, if they show the long-term effects, if they show the effects on children, um, then they would have to change the guidelines. They would have to recall all this 5G equipment or stop deploying all this 5G equipment and right. it would halt all of this. So um, that's the the issue at stake here. And um, so I don't think, I don't believe that the FCC's 2018 ruling um, has been challenged with respect to their defiance of the federal court ruling to update their human exposure limits because the Ninth Circuit ruling um, that upheld their um, their their the FCC's mandate um, that says cities and states can't interfere that came down in August of 2020 and it was a year later that the court ordered, the federal court ordered and mandated the FCC to update their human exposure guidelines. And since then, you know, they've defied that and stalled on that. So, so I wonder if this needs to go through Congress, do you think, um, to to put, to make this order go through? Because they're just, they're just going to keep defying the court, don't you think? Yeah, I do. I think that they're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I think that uh, good luck trying to get it through Congress. I think probably the battle is better oh, in court. And here's what I think. Um, so it was recommended that cities um, in this during this hearing to these city representatives in Stamford, Connecticut, it was recommended that these rep representatives call the bluff of the FCC and the telecom companies by insisting that they provide studies for public review and scientific analysis that prove the existing infrastructure, not even the 5G infrastructure, but the existing infrastructure is in compliance with RF exposure limits, which we know they won't do because right. even the FCC is covering up the scientific evidence of damages to humans from long-term exposure and the damages to children. So instead of outright banning 5G in their city, which would actually violate that FCC 2018 ruling, they could just say, well, we'll consider your 5G proposal if you can prove your compliance with human exposure limits. Right. And that may protect the cities from any legal trap, while at the same time putting telecommunications companies into a tricky legal trap. You right, see what I mean? I like it. They, they either like have it. to show the studies on long-term effects of RF radiation from their equipment or don't. And either way, the city would could potentially put a halt to the 5G rollout based on that. Right. So this could get really interesting if Stanford or any other city ends up going to court over a rejection of a 5G contract and the FCC's failure to comply with this court order to update their human exposure guidelines. But either way, it's likely to be a very long uphill battle um but it could have a positive outcome for the city of stanford and potentially for other cities that are looking you know for ways to oppose 5G. yeah i mean if if all cities hammered this at the same time you know right. if a bunch of cities did at the same time that's really going to put them in a predicament yeah yeah exactly 
All right. You know what it makes me, I'm thinking of, uh, so are you familiar with our children's trust? It's a law firm. I they're think the I've ones heard of them. Who, they're the ones who get the, um, the kid, the chill, young children and teenagers to fight against the whole climate hoax. So they take them into the courts. So they did this in Montana and actually won. And now they're in California and they have legal actions um, in Florida, Hawaii, Utah, and Virginia. And so they're using kids to push the climate hoax agenda by going in and saying that the EPA is not doing what they need to be doing to protect children. So I wonder if you put something like this in front of their face, because we know the, the EPA, the court systems and the law firms are all in on this together. And they're using children, which is disgusting. And I really wish parents would wake up to that. But if you put something like this in their face and said, well, if you know, because this has a big impact on the environment, on the climate, on the health of us, on potentially the health of our food and animals. So how about how about bring this up in court if you're so concerned about your well-being? Right. Because you're all carrying cell phones, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just put it right back on them. Yeah. Right. All right, so moving on to another positive story. Um, in the spirit of Christmas, we're going with all positive this week. So um, here's a good one. Um, this week, Brandon Straka, you know Brandon Straka, right? Yep. Um, Brandon Straka posted an update to a long legal battle he's been facing since his participation in the January 6th protest. And I'm just going to read what he wrote here. He says, Victory! I have won the J6 civil case against me by the corrupt, lying, leftist, Soros-funded DC nonprofit law firm, Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Over two years ago, I was served a civil lawsuit by eight black and brown Capitol police officers whom I've never met, had no contact with on January 6th, and whom I was not even within proximity of. They sued me under the KKK Act, alleging that I engaged in a white supremacist attack on black and brown police officers, that I caused their injuries, which included being pepper sprayed and becoming exhausted, and conspired to encroach on their civil rights. Almost every detail and allegation against me was a lie. In fact, I'll say a known lie. Knowing that I committed no violence on J6 and didn't encourage anybody else to either, this lawsuit alleged that I violently breached the barricades of the Capitol and, proce and proceeded to attack police officers, including the plaintiffs. The case en entered discovery where we gathered evidence that conclusively showed that none of these officers were even on the side of the building that I was on during my brief time on the Capitol grounds. One of the plaintiffs was in Maryland at the time I was there. This case huh. cost me well into six figures to defend and hundreds and hundreds of hours of my time, which is, of course, the whole point. The right. left has weaponized our legal system, turning Democrat major majority districts into a playground where they can abuse the process to harm those who get in the way of their political agendas. But this case was even too preposterous for the D.C. courts. And after years of fighting, I have won. 
This is a much needed victory for truth, for decency, and for even a shred of restoration of our faith that justice still exists within corners of our legal system. I thank you all who helped support me through this battle. Your support got me through, and my victory is your victory. Awesome. That's excellent. I, I wish I wish we had hundreds of these stories right now. Right. Right. Gosh. I mean, there's so much political persecution, so much lawfare, especially going on surrounding Trump and J6ers. This is a perfect example of the left's lawfare tactics. They set up ridiculous lawsuits based on mm -hmm. lies, knowing that they're going to lose, but they don't care about the outcome. The goal is actually to put their political enemies in these legal battles for years, costing them tens or even hundreds of thousand dollars thousands of dollars plus countless hours of time and energy in the process of defending themselves i mean regardless of win or lose it's really the cost of the entire legal process to defend oneself that is the objective here isn't it yeah and they should have to cover all his legal fees i'm sure they will i'm sure they will have to eventually cover all his legal fees they better all right, and on to another J6er and story. This one's for Christmas, a Christmas request, and a letter from a, a J6er, an open letter. So the J6ers have a Christmas wish, and despite their continued persecution, um, this wish is really completely selfless. They want to help the children of general population prisoners to have a brighter Christmas. By yeah, by encouraging the public to donate to the Angel Tree Organization, which is a, uh, usually it's, it's through churches. Um, so one January Sixer wrote an open letter to the public with uh, this request. So I just thought I would read it, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. Yeah, so and we'll put the link so then people can find where to go to donate, right? Yeah, sure. And uh, it's a bit long, but just, just bear with me. It's worth reading. He says, uh, I am a J6 detainee being held in the D.C. jail. I've been locked up for th nearly three years. I live in a pod with dozens of other J6ers that has become known as the Patriot Pod. I've seen dozens of men come through this pod on their way to prison. I've watched a retired NYPD officer get sentenced to 10 years in federal prison for one scuffle with a cop. And I've watched a man who was not even in D.C. on J6 receive 22 years in prison. I have seen every race, religion, and creed come through this pod. White, Black, Latino, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, gay, straight, even transgender. We are all pa patriots. We J6ers have been called names like terrorists, insurrectionists, racists, and any other terrible lie. Most of the men I've met are middle-aged, middle-class, blue-collar family men. They're good men who care about their communities. We all love to help others and volunteer for our churches, food banks, disaster relief, etc. Volunteering for a noble cause is one of my favorite things to do. Helping my immediate community brings me a satisfaction that only God can give. Most of the J6ers I've met feel the same way. Right now, we live in D.C., and this is the city. This city has become our local community. So for the Christmas season, we want to show some support for those good people of D.C. who are having a tough time. I encourage everyone reading this to please help make Christmas a little brighter for them by donating to Angel Tree. What astonishes me about this city is how the levers of power could ex could exist so close 
to a desperate population living living in poverty and crime. It also is quite astonishing that almost every city in America deals with the same issues. Fatherless homes, gang problems, drug dealers, shootings, school to prison pipeline, a bad police bad police relations. Every city in America is run by Democrats. The judges are Democrats, the police are Democrats, and the mayors are Democrats. Their solution is to spend more tax dollars on growing the government as they scream that the government is system systemically racist or corrupt. That doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. I'm a proud Trump supporter. I am what Joe Biden's would, would call ultra MAGA. I believe in the power of the people. We can make change without grow, growing a corrupt government. For example, we J6ers have brought an amazing amount of positive change to the DC jail. Everything from changing the policy on solitary confinement to exposing the jail conditions resulted in a mass change, massive changes. For example, the jail is replacing all the plumbing for better water. The general population inmates thank us all the time. They even express their support for Donald Trump. I'd also like to mention how the J6ers have impacted the DC correctional officers. At first, they hated us, but then... But since then, we have earned their respect, and they love working on our unit. We're the, we're, we are the most respectful and well-behaved inmates they've ever seen, and we're nothing like what CNN was telling them. This Christmas season, I want all of us to focus on those less fortunate. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree is a great way to do this. The DC jail is filled with good people who are caught up in a system that does not value them. When Democrats dominate school boards and city councils and spread their socialist agenda, the good people of DC suffer the most. When a young man grows up in a fatherless home due to Democrat policies only to turn to a gang life to survive, my heart breaks. When a young man gets in trouble doing what he feels like he needs to to survive and finds himself locked up by the government, same government that created his problems, my heart breaks. But my heart especially breaks for those children, those young children who get left behind when their father goes to jail. Angel Tree has programs set up to assist these children during Chris the Christmas season. I encourage everyone reading this to please donate to Angel Tree to help give these DC children the smiles they deserve during the special time of the year. The Christmas season is about love, kindness, and generosity. We love this holiday season because it brings smiles and hugs. Let's help give the DC children of DC some smiles. Let's show them that regardless of what side of political aisle created this misery, MAGA is here to help. Please donate to Angel Tree today. God bless you all and Merry Christmas. John Mellis from the JC Patriot Pod. J6 Patriot Pod. Wow. That was a powerful letter. Yeah. And it's awesome great. to hear from them in their words. I mean, we talk about them. We, we don't get to hear from them much. Right. And it's really amazing that with all that they're going through, they still care about others. And they're, and they're inside there fighting for, you know, better systems and better water. And like they continue the fight even on the inside. That's fantastic. Yes. yes. I love hearing stories like this of true selflessness. And right. Yeah. Right. So awesome. we'll, we'll put that link under there and everyone should take a look at that and see about you know, if you're able to donate to the children. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good cause. I've used it before. All right. So moving on to another positive story for this week. <laughs> All right. So Tennessee is suing BlackRock 
Uh, this week, the Attorney General of Tennessee announced what they're calling the first of its kind consumer protection lawsuit against BlackRock over its deceptive practices related to ESG, environmental and social governance practices. So the lawsuit claims that BlackRock has deceived Tennessee consumers by contradictory messages that on the one hand they are claiming they invest solely based on return for, uh, on investment while on the other hand making public statements about taking environmental factors into consideration on their investments mm-hmm. so the tennessee ag says that these conflicting messages to consumers violates the tennessee consumer protection act because it deprives consumers of the ability to make an informed choice. I like this argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen, um, I, I think this is actually the first of its kind, uh, using consumer protection laws um, to sue BlackRock. We have seen um, other angles going at the this problem of BlackRock um, using the full its full weight to control and manipulate markets, you know, and using their ESG standards. Um, we've seen other ways of going about it. Um, several states, obviously, over the course of the last few years, um, have gone after BlackRock's ESG agenda and agenda by divesting uh, from BlackRock. Um, these states include Texas, Florida, South Carolina. Louisiana, Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, Missouri, and some states have even enacted laws like Florida and uh, their anti-ESG laws. So we've seen some some good progress um, on that, but this is a new avenue, a new legal path um, for attacking BlackRock's ESG um, initiative. I'm um, really liking this. Meanwhile, I'm feeling about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the House Judiciary Committee is investigating BlackRock uh, and State Street and Vanguard uh, for violating antitrust laws. That's usually, you know, that's been the angle in the past, it seems, um, going right. after them for violating antitrust laws uh, by coordinating and colluding with organizations under net zero agreements. Um, so, by the way, Jordan uh, did just subpoena uh, BlackRock and State Street for documents related to their antitrust investigation. Needless to say, uh, BlackRock's feeling the heat. And uh, I, I do feel good about this Tennessee lawsuit. It looks promising. Uh, hopefully it will start uh, a much needed trend across other red states. What do you think? I think it's a good possibility. I think Tennessee is kicking some butt on trying to set trends on uh, several different areas. So yeah, definitely, definitely keep an eye on this case and see where it goes. Yeah, we will definitely keep an eye on this one. All right. So I know that you had a few tips and tidbits, um, a good movie tidbits. you wanted. Yeah, a good movie you <laughs> wanted to talk about um, something with Microsoft and the linoleic acid. So which one do you want yeah, to talk about first? Yeah, I can't even pronounce it right. Yeah, so the Microsoft one, here, let's click over. It's actually, I kind of laughed actually when I saw this. So Elon tweets out, Microsoft Word now scolds you if you use words that aren't inclusive. And it's kind of funny because if you if you click on that tweet, 
he got a community note saying, no, this has been in place since 2020 and it's, it's an option. It's optional, but it's so funny because <laughs> so someone's typing a sentence and they say also comma insane stability. So then the word insane comes up with this little pop-up that says inclusiveness. This term implies mental health bias. <laughs> so it cracks. I mean, it was just, it was funny when I read it. My God, can these people get any crazier? So apparently this has been an option built into Microsoft since 2020, um, where you can turn it on or off, uh, which I'm just picturing, you know, all the kids these days in schools using computers and everything. And I guarantee you, if this is in there and they're saying, oh, kids, well, while you're in there working, make sure you turn your inclusiveness option on, right? So it may be optional for adults. Um, but eventually they'll probably just have it in there as a permanent thing that you can't turn off. And so I just want to remind people, and I had this in my um, Loosen Your Grip on Technology article I did years back, but I've been using LibreOffice for years and I love it. So it's open source, which means it's free, which means you don't have the subscription like Microsoft does, where they're spying on everything you're typing and charging you to do so uh, and gathering as much intel and information as they can for AI. So LibreOffice, it's one word, it's L-I-B-R-E Office. And then there's also OpenOffice, which is one word, and they're also open source. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one. I use LibreOffice, I really like it. It comes with the full suite. So you get the spreadsheets, just like you know you would with Excel. And the toolbars are very similar. It doesn't take much to switch from Microsoft Office over to uh, LibreOffice. And I would imagine OpenOffice is probably similar to LibreOffice. And the beauty is if you are sending or receiving documents to a friend or coworker or someone who is using Microsoft, it can it can read you know, so either way, it can it's automatically like a, switch over. It's not like you, you yeah. know, it's a closed system where you have to have also Libra or whatever to be able to read it. You, you can, you can, it, it's interchangeable. So people that yes, are using, interchangeable. Other, yeah. yeah. So if you go to double click and open a Microsoft Word doc, it automatically boots up in LibreOffice as long as you don't have Microsoft in your computer. So like I wiped out Microsoft a long time ago. I got rid of Adobe a long time ago. Um, I've, I've done so much. I should someday do an article on all the little things that I've done that I've now, you know, worked with for quite a while that, that I think work great. I no longer have any software subscriptions. I use open source for pretty much everything. So that's awesome. Yeah. You should do an article on that. Like with step-by-step, step, like, here's what you need to do <laughs> for people who are not like, you know, technology. Right, right. Well, I tried, to, I tried to do that a little bit with Loosen Your Grip on Technology, where I created sort of a checklist where people could print it out and kind of just tackle one thing at a time. Because I know it can be overwhelming with when it comes to all this fun tech stuff. But if you just do like one thing at a time, man, the relief you feel I'm telling you, you feel so good knowing that they're not in your stuff and you're not sending them any money. Nice. Beautiful thing. Awesome. Yeah. So then the other tip, I just wanted to show, this is a great chart that Dr. Mercola put together 
on his whole report. He's done a lot of reporting on how bad um, the different seed oils are for us. And so I thought this was a really cool little chart, especially for the holidays. If you're doing cooking, stop using all those ones in red. They're terrible for you. So the ones at the bottom with the 1%, butter, grass-fed, tallow, grass-fed, uh, grass and then coconut oil, and then ghee butter, and tallow. I don't know. What does the CAF, K or C-A-F-O stand for? I you have know? no idea. But I'm going to tell you, I use a lot of butter in cooking. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten away from oils because you know what? With olive oil, a lot of times you think it's olive oil, but isn't it just really a mixture of all those red oils up there in the top and they slap on an olive oil label? I don't know. There's, and there's so many different brands and then there's the extra virgin olive oil and then this and that. And so that that is why in parentheses they have between three and 27% of the word I can't pronounce, the linoleic acid. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they just kind of averaged it out to a 10%. So it's not as bad as like the canola and the soybean and the sunflower, grapeseed oil, all those others. I mean, wow, safflower oil, 70%. So these are really, uh, really not good for us. Um, so I just thought that would be a handy little, people can screenshot that right from the screen and then keep that on hand. So they have that little chart. Thank you, Dr. Mercola. Thank you, Dr. Mercola. And I bet you Mercola <laughs> would say that that is a major contributing factor to the reason why Americans are getting so overweight, right? Yeah. And I think, I think maybe even with um, heart disease and cholesterol and all these other things too. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Aren't you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience or concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? I have a solution. Shopping Club Freedom is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies because your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. You can taste the difference with their premium, outstanding beef. Their commitment to quality means you can savor every bite with confidence. There's no hormones, no antibiotics, no mRNA, just pure, delicious goodness. And the best part is, it's delivered right to your door. You can enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. Join Shopping Club Freedom today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away, so I urge you to go to their website at shoppingclubfreedom.com and you can start your independence today. All right, and so... Then I know you had another thing. Oh, a, a movie that you saw recently. Yeah. Yeah. This was uh, a great movie, which is hard to say those words nowadays, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. It's called Bank of Dave and it's available on all of our least favorite platforms, but that's where you're going to find it. So YouTube, Apple TV, Google, Amazon, Netflix. Um, but the Bank of Dave, it's based on a true story that took place over in the UK on a gentleman who was really helping out his community and wanted to start a local bank so that he could do legit loans um, 
And he was battling against the establishment and they're trying all their trickery to block him from being able to do this. Uh, they had not established a new bank in 150 years. So it's a super fun, feel good, uh, true story movie about fighting against the establishment night. I really enjoyed it. So if anyone's trying to find something good to watch over the holidays, that's a great one. Nice. All right. I'll have to check it out. I haven't even heard of it. So Bank I, of... I hadn't either. It's just there's, there's you know, I don't watch a lot of movies, but uh, it, it's impossible to find any decent ones that aren't loaded with a bunch of crap. Oh, so... I know, right? Like everything <laughs> has to have a political woke message. It's I know. So frustrating. It's, like... it's exhausting. It is. So okay. yeah, so that's a good one. There's, Bank there's... of David right there's yeah there's some feel goods there's some laughs there's some it was just it was entertaining i really liked it okay cool we'll check um, it out. good characters in it too and then let's see so what else do we have we've got uh oh let's let's show the clip of uh of hunter i don't know who i don't know who did this but <laughs> i just found it really funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is the, the last part of our podcast day. We're going to just have a few uh, funny clips and videos to make us laugh and get into the Christmas spirit, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. I'm here today. I love that. Whoever did that did a fantastic job. They, sh they should have put it like a little elf hat on him or something. I know. Oh, I don't know. I know. I know people. I know some people just listen to the podcast, but if you do, you have to actually watch the clip. And same thing with at the beginning when we played the music, you have to watch that because that was all synced up on someone's uh, lawn. We always forget to preface <laughs> the visual, the visual aids we're showing. Yep. Because a lot of people are, you know, cleaning, cooking, doing laundry and doing things while they're just listening. But yeah, the, anyway, and that then, one's a definitely you have to watch it <laughs> yeah. to get the full. And the same, same thing with, with these. Yeah, the same thing with the, the next one. I absolutely this cracked me up. I just kept hitting replay on this one. I know. So. It's great. Okay. <laughs> This is dad, not my dad. This is a dad <laughs> trying to wake everyone up on Christmas morning. And he's using the wrapping paper, uh, whatchamacallits. That was hilarious. And jamming yeah. out to uh, Ozzy there. That was funny. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Last little bit, little bit of funny. And then we will uh, close out and end it with a nice, sweet, Christmas song. All right. <laughs> I love this one too. Oh, yeah, this one's good too. <laughs> this one's great.
Neighbors went all out for Christmas, decorating their entire house with lights and it looks incredible. So instead of doing that on their house too, they just put a sign up that says ditto. Working smarter and not harder. Their neighbors went <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> that just makes me want to do that now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so much work. Yes, it is. It oh. is. Although we use the star shower now, we cheat. Instead of putting up the strings and strings of Christmas lights, we yeah. just use the star shower. You know what I'm talking about? The one that like projects oh, you know, red yeah, yeah, and green yeah. lights. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those are really cool though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier. <laughs> oh, and we should we should let people know. So next week we are not gonna have a podcast. Lots going on for the holidays and travel and whatnot. So we will be back the following week. That's right. That's right, guys. And um, I'm going to close out now and then we'll play this Christmas song for you. So thanks for joining us today on Dig It. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas, Merry a blessed Christmas, Christmas and uh, that you are able to spend some time with the people that you love and reflect on the, the positive things and enjoy this time. And uh, we will definitely get back to digging into the deep topics that, that are, you know, the chaos and in, in the world. But this is a good time to just ch chill and have a have fun with your family and your loved ones. So we hope you do that. And please be sure to share this podcast. We are on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, no longer on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe to our other platforms, and we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Mm -hmm.